Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Lynn Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Before the curtains part tonight, let's find out the source of Mr. McGee's enthusiasm. Say, McGee, the roving wildcats called a little while ago. They expect you out at the baseball diamond promptly at 11. Oh, my gosh, Molly, thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot I'm supposed to umpire their game tomorrow. Sounds interesting, but maybe you ought to explain it to me. I'll do better than that, kiddo. I'll give you a copy of Prudential's new free book, Baseball for Boys. You're giving me baseball for boys? Sure, that's the beauty of this great little book. It gives us grown-ups more knowledge of our national sport, and it helps the kids play a better game. You mean it's something the whole family will enjoy? You betcha, Molly, but mostly it's for kids. Uh-huh. So, folks, if you have a future big leaguer in your family, get him a copy of Baseball for Boys. Stars like Ed Matthews, Robin Roberts, Duke Snyder, Harvey Keene give the real dugout dope on hitting and fielding. And there are big, clear pictures to illustrate all the important points. For your free copy, hot from the dugout, write your name and address on a postcard along with the words, Baseball for Boys, and send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. That's Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Or ask your Prudential agent. That was a mighty fine breakfast, Mrs. McGee. Thank you, sir. We aim to please. Well, your aim was perfect today. I'll just take the morning paper, pull the easy chair over by the front window, and... Hey. What's that guy doing out on our parkway out there? On our what? Parkway. What the heck's he digging there between the sidewalk and the curb? Let me see. Well, looks like he's digging a hole. Yeah, that's about the only thing you can dig with a shovel, but 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 what, what what for? Well, we can stay here and guess. We can pull down the shade and pretend he isn't out there. Or we can go ask the man what he's doing on our property. Well, it is and it ain't. What is and what ain't? The little parkway. It is and it ain't our property. We pay taxes on it, water it, trim the grass and prune the trees on it, but we can't build on it or rent it out or dig it up, so hey, he can't do that. Well, looks like he is. Well, I'll just go out there and tell that guy to untrespass himself and put that hole right back where he dug it from. Well, now, don't be mean to the man, dearie. Speak politely to him. And why should I speak polite to a guy that he's prospecting for buried treasure on our parkway? Because he looks quite a bit bigger than you. Oh. Well, never hurts to talk softly and carry a big stick. Where'd you put that ball bat I had in the umbrella stand, Molly? Never mind that. You'll only... Uh-oh. He's leaving. He's what? Oh, he digs a big hole in our parkway. Hey, hey, bud! Hey, you! Hey! What the heck is going on out here? Why would a guy dig a hole in front of my house and then drive hey, off? Mr. Oh. Hi, hi, mister. Oh, 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 Teeny. Hey, did you see that man that was out here? The one that was digging the hole right here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was he doing, anyhow, you know? Sure, he, he was digging a hole, I betcha. That hole right there, see? Sure, 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 I know he was digging a hole, but why? Did you ask him? What'd he say? Anything? Why? Sure, I did, I betcha. Yeah, I asked him. I said, I said, what you digging, mister? Hmm? Watch ya. What you digging? And he said, yeah. Get away from the hole, you Pauline kid. That's what he said. 
Yeah, 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 but but did he say what it's for, the hole? Sure. He's from the city hall, and they're going to put in a meteor, he said. A meteor? Yeah. What kind of meteor, though, mister? What kind are you going to get, a gas meteor, or a water meteor, or an electric meteor? No, no, we got all those. He, he must be... Hey, that high binder dug this hole to install a parking meter. Look, there's holes all the way down the block. Oh, huh? You mean one of those meteors like they got downtown with a little scale and a hand on that goes clickety, 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 boing, and a red arrow comes up, and if you don't put another nickel in, a policeman comes up, and then the case comes up tomorrow. Yeah, and yeah, you... yeah, yeah. You know, we'll have all the crust. I read where the city's going to experiment with parking meters in certain sections, it said, but by George, they ain't going to experiment in front of my house. Oh. <laughs> what you want to bet? Me pay for parking in front of my own house? Yeah. No, sir, we'll see about this. I'll get that tax robbing city hall crowd on the phone. And I'll get this hole filled up if I have to stuff the whole bunch of them down into it myself. Oh. They're not going to dig no hole. <laughs> yeah, so you can just get that ham-handed well digger of yours back out here and fill that hole up. Do you hear me? You what? You hear me, but you don't understand me. Well, you listen to me, mister. Huh? Oh. Well, you listen to me, madam. I'm not going to stand for this. If you think you're going to put a parking meter in front of my house... What's that? Oh. Well, it's not... Oh, not your department. Well, for the... Who was it? Oh, it seems I was talking to the Department of Meat Inspection. Now, how in the name of pork barrel bureaucracy did I get that department? Well, it seems to me you told the switchboard girl you wanted them to look into a beef you had. That dreaded bunch of money-mad monkeys, anyhow. I'm not going to frustrate my time trying to explain it on the phone. Good. Sit down, relax, forget the whole thing. In a pig's eye, I'll forget it. And pocket-picking red tape worms ain't going to stomp on my rights, kiddo. No, sir. I'm going to sit right down and write a short, terse, curt note of protest, my dear. Where's the typewriter? On your desk, sir. We got paper, carbons, ribbon, erasers, dictionary, envelopes, and marshmallows? Yes, sir. Marshmallows? For what? Because when I get into that short, terse, curt note of protest, it'll be so hot it'll probably set the paper on fire. And also, when I get sore like this, I get hungry. So I might as well roast a few marshmallows while I'm building a fire under that city hall. There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. What do viceroys do for you that no other filter tip can do? Do for me? Do for me? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. What do viceroys do for all smokers that no other filter tip can do? Here's the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. You're right. Viceroy's taste even better than cigarettes without filters. Yes, and thanks to this wonderful filter, I never get bits of tobacco on my lips or in my purse. Next time you hear the question... What do Viceroy's do for you that no other filter tip can do? You know the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. Smoke Viceroy's. Get 20,000 filters. Get richer, smoother flavor. Hey, Molly, how do you spell inalienable? Well, the way I spell it and the way Mr. Webster spells it aren't necessarily the same. 
Why don't you look it up? You got the dictionary there. Ah, uh, I always have claimed this doggone dictionary is no good. If you don't know how to spell a word, you can't look it up. And if you know how to spell it, who needs a dictionary? <laughs> well, I suppose... Uh, for heaven's sake, how many pages have you written to those people? I'm on page six so far, but I can cut it off any place now. Let me read it to you. Boy, if this letter don't get some action... I'll... One moment. Come in. Hello, Mr. McGee. Say, Mr. McGee, I just got home, and by golly, do you know what we got out front? Gophers. These little piles of dirt all up and down the street out there. No, 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 no. Those are not gophers, Les. They're rats. Rats? You betcha. Them rats in the street department down at the city hall. They sent a guy out here to dig them holes. Told the kid down the street, Teeny, told her they're going to put parking meters in here. Parking meters? Oh, no. Those were my very words when I first heard it. Part of my words. Rest of them I can't repeat in front of Molly. So he spent the day writing a short note of protest, Lester. Six pages so far. You betcha. I start out by saying, Street Department, City Hall, Wistful Vista, gentlemen, you rats. Say now, that's a very good start. Says, if you meter-happy nickel snatchers think you're going to squeeze some more blood out of this turnip, just for the privilege of using my inalienable right to park my own jalopy in front of my own domicile, I'll fight this thing clear that's, through... That's good enough for me, Mr. McGee. I'll sign that, too. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Les, I can't let you do that. It took me too long to write for me to go back and change all the I protest to we protest and the I for ones to we for twos. I can't do that. Why don't you give Lester one of the carbon copies to sign? Well, I only got six copies, and I got a bureaucrat for every one of them. Sorry, you'll have to write your own letter, Les. Well, uh... Gee, I, I never was much good at letter writing. I always know what I want to say, but somehow it seems to come out different. I'll help you. I'll be glad to. I got enough stuff left over to write a book that I bet every taxpayer in town would buy just for the sheer beauty of the name calling in it. He's very good at thinking up names to call people, Lester. Betcha. I'll think up the dirty names to call them guys, and you can sign the letter. Well, I, I sure don't want any parking meters in front of my house. I'll get it. Sally's, she got the tree all skinned up out there now from biking into it. Uh, with the car, you know. And if she gets a parking meter to bike into... I, I wonder who the heck this it. is. Not Doc, because... How do you do, sir? I'm from the Public Works Department. Oh, yeah, I've been waiting for you, bud. Are uh, you the guy I dug that hole out in front this morning? Yes. Uh, we're turning your water off for about three hours tomorrow morning. Installing new water meter out by the curb. What? Well, I know it's a little inconvenient now, but... Think how much better it'll be in the future, the meter reader not tramping through the house. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought you were going to put in a parking meter. Parking meter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a hot one. <laughs> Imagine putting parking meters in a sleepy dead street like this one. <laughs> what do you mean? Why, that wouldn't pay back the cost of installation in 20 years. <laughs> Boy... That would be a silly idea. <laughs> Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Oh, is that so? The street is so sleepy, is it? It's dead, eh? Well, I'll show him. Won't pay back the cost in 20 years, eh? Well, we'll see about that. What was it, McGee? Guy that dug the hole. Did you tell him off? Didn't need to. Holes for water meter. Water meter? Ours is in the cellar. I'm going to relocate it. Well, good. Then you won't have to send that letter. Show that wise bird. McGee, if you don't have to send the letter, what are you doing? I'm writing a new letter. Gee, he looks real fierce, Mr. McGee. Who are you writing to now, sweetheart? That Weisenheimer sneered at the idea of a parking meter in front of such a sleepy dead street. So I'm going to show him. You're not writing City Hall demanding they put in parking meters. Nope. I'm writing the people who make them parking meters. 
Going to buy a couple of my own, put them out in front and go into business for myself. What? I'll show that guy if they'll pay off or not and buy, George. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Now, if you folks have your minds on spring cleaning and gardening as so many do around about now, then you'll be mighty glad to know about the biggest hardware event of the year. It's Hardware Week, sponsored by the Saturday Evening Post and the Independent Retail Hardware Men of America, the IRHA. Beginning Friday, you'll see bright yellow pennants in your local IRHA hardware store, leading you right to the famous brands of cleaning supplies, tools, garden equipment, and sporting goods, that you and your family will see advertised on more than 40 fabulous pages in this week's Saturday Evening Post. So whether you need a rake, sponge, putty knife, or any of the 101 other useful items that your neighborhood IRHA hardware store carries, stop in and buy what you need. Take the whole family along, too, because it's fun to shop as a family. And you can buy with confidence all the outstanding post-recognized values that you'll find at your IRHA hardware store during Hardware Week starting this Friday. I took a pencil and paper and I figured this whole thing out scientific, Molly. I'm glad. And according to my calculations, for at least 18 hours on the average, out of every 24, there's a car parked at the curb out there in front of our house. I see. Figuring a parking meter at 10 cents an hour, that's $1.80 a day, guaranteed income I could have. Good. However... The car that's parked there 18 hours a day is our car, which means we'd only just break even. So? So, good night. <laughs> good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the man from the city and Robert Easton as Les Nelson. This is John Wald inviting you back tomorrow night for another visit with your friends Fibber McGee and Molly. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.